Blog Talk Radio. One, two, one, two, three, four. Good evening, everybody. Hope you liked that little Blues Brothers theme. Uh, we are live from the Outer Banks in Kerala, North Carolina. Beautiful, sunny day. Uh, very hot, extremely hot. Uh, so hot that I've actually changed shirts three times in the last couple hours. Uh, broadcasting live today from the Oceanfront Grill and Kerala Lights Oceanfront Complex. So we're actually on the uh, northern Outer Banks, and uh, Kerala is one of the uh, northernmost cities. It is the last city before four-wheel drive beach. So very excited to be here today. Uh, it's kind of great to be able to take this show mobile and kind of broadcast wherever uh, wherever we want. It's, it's pretty neat. Uh, last week's show was our first show. It was fabulous. We had a wonderful listening audience, I think, uh, when it was all said and done. A couple hundred uh, people listened to the uh, the podcast, radio show. Want to say it was about 50/50 live, and uh, people listen to it later. So that's a great thing about this is you can listen to it uh, whenever you like. But it is awesome again to be here. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we were supposed to have Doug Brindley, who is the president and founder of Brindley Beach uh, Real Estate and Sales. Uh, Doug has been actually uh, part of the Outer Banks since 1984. Started his company back then, and really grew into an amazing uh, real estate company. But unfortunately, last Friday. Um, Doug and Brindley Beach had a fire that completely uh, destroyed their uh, Kerala office, basically a landmark facility. And the only thing left standing, as you may have seen from some of the pictures, was the chimney. Um, they're not sure um, what actually caused the fire. Uh, from what I've heard, they've indicated that uh, it might have been somebody with a cigarette that left, but it started late Friday and quickly escalated to um, to a huge blaze that just completely devoured the whole building and a couple surrounding houses. Uh, luckily, nobody was hurt, uh, but unfortunately, the building is destroyed. They do have other offices in the Outer Banks, so they are, are making do. But I think what, what's a testament to um, to Brindley Beach is, is how they are service-wise. Uh, they are second to none, in my opinion, in providing service uh, to uh, to clients and customers. Uh, they're just amazing at, at what they do. I mean, we pulled up Saturday and we said, you know, hello to Doug, and the first thing he said was, how can we help you? So um, that's the amazing thing about it. And some of the other real estate folks were like, hey, how can we help you? How can we serve you? And they just lost their building. But uh, to Doug's point, he said to me, it's business as usual. Yes, we lost the building. We'll, we'll rebuild and be stronger than ever. And I think that's, that's kind of the essence of, of the show, too, is in that spirit of you know, someone just rising above challenges. I mean, that's, that's a, it's a huge disaster. Uh, luckily, again, nobody was hurt. Um, but it's very sad, but you know, right away they started putting plans in place, and uh, hopefully they'll rebuild very soon. So uh, the show is definitely dedicated to Brindley Beach, uh, to Doug Brindley as well. Uh, hang in there, guys. Uh, I'm sorry you couldn't be here, but uh, we'll make the best of it, and uh, hopefully we'll have some call-in folks as well for the show. But uh, for now, the show is for you, and a special thanks to the Kerala Lights uh, Community Association for allowing me to broadcast in this beautiful facility uh, just an amazing view of the ocean, sitting here at the complex, uh, people upstairs actually eating amazing crab cakes, and uh, I'm here staring at the ocean and the beach, and two pools in front of me. I uh, have a few people kind of hanging around, uh, so it's a good little uh, good little turnout, but uh, you know, we'll make the best of it, and uh, hopefully we'll have Doug on uh, pretty soon. 
Um, so in the the news today, I um, wanted to talk to everybody about what's sort of going on with a lot of companies out there career-wise. Uh, if you guys had actually seen, uh, CVS uh, bought Target, um, U.S. Pharmacy and Clinical Group for $1.9 billion. And this actually means that 1,660 Target pharmacies in 47 states will be rebranded as CVS Pharmacy. Uh, and the good thing is CVS is going to offer comparable positions to all targets, uh, 14,000 pharmacy and clinical workers. Uh, and as we mentioned last week, uh, it was confirmed that uh, HSBC has announced it is preparing its job cuts. It is confirmed. Uh, again, that's from Bloomberg News, and they are targeting 20,000 employees. Um, the California water cuts uh, have affected farmers in California. Uh, state officials announced major water cutbacks from Northern California, California farmers on Friday. Uh, so this is actually a historic step that could challenge claims you know, that the agriculture industry is getting a free pass during the state's epidemic drought. Um, J. Crew has actually cut 175 jobs at their New York headquarters. Johnson Controls uh, this past week cut 310 jobs in New Jersey. Um, Honeywell System Sensors cut 252 jobs, and GM Orion Assembly Plant cut 100 jobs. And Safeway is actually closing nine stores in Metro Denver. And if those of you folks who know Olga's Kitchen, uh, they have, and they've actually cut the expansion plans in Chicago and Philadelphia. So those are on hold for right now. So that is the main news with uh, companies. Uh, and again, if you want to actually uh, talk to me live, feel free to call in and ask any career-related questions you may have. If you have any questions on resume writing, uh, job interviewing, or how to simply ask your boss for a raise, call me now. For uh, We're live and open. Uh, the call-in number is 347-989-0028. So again, that number is 347-989-0028. And again, I'm open to any Basically, career questions, life questions, uh, anything that you have. So feel free to call in. So talking about um, a main topic that we wanted to discuss today uh, was outsourcing. We talked a little bit about it last week, uh, but the outsourcing um, that's going on with Disney, um, Disney announced uh, outsourcing a couple months ago, and they talked about 250 Disney employees in IT uh, these were the data systems employees um, that told their jobs were being eliminated. And Disney uh, basically said it was opening more positions than it reduced, but these folks would actually lose their jobs to employees from India who would be on visas. Uh, and this is sort of a new trend um, that we talked a little bit about last week. Um, and some of you have actually uh, had chimed in and asked, what actually is it? So the visa that the employees from India are on is the H-1B visa, which means they can come uh, in... Uh, with advanced uh, skills that they have, they can fill positions uh, for American workers where uh, those skills cannot be found. Uh, and there are some le legal loopholes in the H-1B uh, in practice, and some companies do not have to recruit American workers first or guarantee that Americans will not be displaced. Uh, so I know it's something that really um, bothers a lot of people in outsourcing. I've actually been a big part of it in the last couple of years. I've been on both sides of the fence. I've been in management where I've outsourced departments or I've actually had positions that have been outsourced as well. Uh, so that has happened to me. But I think really you're going to start to see um, more of a shift, I think, in the outsourcing landscape to what's called farm shoring. Uh, so for those of you who don't know really, let's give a definition of outsourcing. So outsourcing is where jobs in the United States are actually outsourced either on or offshore. Some of you may have heard the terms onshore, offshore. So offshore is basically in places like India, the Philippines, overseas, and Ireland, 
Uh, Poland is a, is a hot spot right now, uh, as well as Germany for uh, various skill sets in IT industry. Um, and near shore is places like Bahamas, uh, could be Canada or Mexico, so there's some of that. Uh, but farm shoring is actually bringing the positions back into rural areas into the United States. For example, farm shoring place would be a place like Iowa City, where it is really uh, sort of in the middle of nowhere. Uh, the cost is a little bit lower. So that's where you would see um, a lot of that outsourcing coming back in for farm shoring. So it's replacing a lot of the big city outsourcing. But I get that people are going to be pissed about it. I mean, certainly in the beginning when I was uh, faced with outsourcing, um, I was really pissed about it. But I really kind of dug in and understood that, yes, it does save companies money. Um, it does um, do a lot of good for companies because it actually does take care of mundane jobs. But I think it needs to be more regulated, in my opinion. I think there's really got to be uh, some committees that are set up to actually really hone in and, and kind of see what's going on because I don't think there's a lot of policing out there uh, from what I've seen. I've seen a lot of things where some companies actually can take some shortcuts. Uh, they bring people in in a short term and they let them go. Um, they come back with lower-ended uh, salary folks. So, again, it's a hot topic. So if you definitely want to call in and talk about anything career-related or outsourcing, again, the number is 347-989-0028. And I think really, you know, if we, we continue through our discussion with, um, with outsourcing, so what can we actually do about it here in the United States? A lot of people actually ask me, when we kind of touched on this last week, what are some things that we can actually do? Um, you know, if you think about it, it does save companies 25 to 50 percent in uh, in overall uh, spend. But I really do think in the U.S. we have become a little bit lazy, and I'm not saying that's all of us. Uh, but if we look around, we really have to be really honest with ourselves. Um, how many of us, if you think about it, really continue to try to improve ourselves? You know, sometimes we may take a course here and there, we may dabble a little bit. But how many of us really fundamentally actually try to improve our skill sets or really try to go for um, additional career-related advancement? Um, right now, the numbers are staggering. If you can believe it, it's actually less than 10%. Uh, and, and that's not considering people that you know may read a book or take a class. Uh, but really, that's, that's very low. Um, but part of the problem is I think we do a lot of bitching, too. We complain about it. You know, I've seen so many people post on Facebook about outsourcing. We're not... You know, we're losing jobs, what's going on. But I think we have to really just get together and start taking courses, improve our skill sets. And that's something I started to do um, a couple of years ago when I noticed outsourcing was really uh, on the uptrend uh, to places like India and the Philippines uh, and Japan and China. I really started kind of getting other skill sets in and IT, took some courses. I actually started down this path of, of life coaching as well to kind of help people and career advancement. So I Honed my skills in HR, honed my skills in finance. I took some financial courses and classes as well. Not just one or two. I mean, I definitely took about probably three or four per year. I attended a lot of seminars. I mean, anything you can do to really improve your skill set is, is going to help. And if you look at the numbers too, I mean, we're stuck on social media for an hour and a half a day, if you think about it. So that's an hour and a half back that you could actually have. Um, so what are you really doing in that hour and a half? You know, I think we're also letting employers dictate our careers. And I think that's part of the essence why I'm doing this is to help people in their careers really uh, find their true passion. And if you're not happy, you give me a call, let's talk, or set up an appointment with me, any kind of coaching, and I can certainly help you get where you want to be in your career. I mean, I've had 20 years' experience in uh, various different careers. I've managed uh, probably over four or 5,000 people now in various call centers, customer service, and IT functions. I manage people across the world. Uh, and it's an amazing experience to manage people in India, and, uh, you know, I think that's really where we need to go is continue to improve ourselves. 
Um, and a lot of people talk about you know time. Uh, I was actually coaching somebody uh, last week, and what they told me was is that they said, well, I don't really have time. And to me, time is irrelevant. I used to drive three hours a day in a car a day for about four years uh, when I worked at a position in D.C. So I live in Wilmington, Delaware area, and I used to get up 3.30 in the morning, and I put you know CDs in my car. I listened to audiobooks. Um, I called in to various shows. Uh, I did a lot of you know sort of skill set things when I would take the train. And it's all about really improving yourself. And for me, it was being proactive. Instead of being reactive and saying, why is this happening to us? Why is this happening to me? You know, the key is to um, basically say, hey, you've got to be proactive and step up and anticipate these things. Um, you know, outsourcing has been around for a long time now, and I don't think we've really adjusted ourselves very well to, um, to outsourcing at all, uh, and we've got to definitely do that. Uh, but I think also, too, some of the things you can do specifically right now, you know, talk to your boss about outsourcing if there's a lot of uh, talk or dialogue or things have actually gone that way in your organization. You know, sit down with your boss and employer in each review and ask what new skills are needed. What can you actually do? Uh, when you're looking at company news, take a look at trends and take a look at a lot of various things. You know, document conversations. That's another thing that you can actually do. Um, I had actually had a team of seven managers at once, and uh, what I found was not one of them was actually documenting uh, our conversations. You know, they had some notes here and there, but it's very scattered. And it's not to say, ha-ha, gotcha, you know, hey, you missed that, you know, follow-up or something like that. The key is is to basically tell people, you know, hey, you know, what can I do to improve myself in, in my career uh, and take new courses and learn new skills. Um, again, outside of work, as I mentioned earlier, take new courses and learn new skills. Uh, there's a lot of things out there right now. I'm offering a lot of uh, practice interview sessions, a lot of uh, life coaching skill uh, training that I have that I can certainly help you with. And also, too, um, there's a lot of companies that I'm affiliated with that I can put you in the right place with somebody looking at getting, um, getting some new, uh, new skills. And again, being proactive, you've got to read trends out there. Um, you know, I turn on CNBC pretty much every every day, look at business trends, see what's going on, see what's happening in the outsourcing world, uh, seeing what's happening with various employers, and that's how I get a lot of this information. You know, I hunt for it and try to try to be proactive and see what I can do. And it's really putting yourself in a winning spot. Uh, you know, know what's going on in your company and really understand what's happening. You know, even look at the stock charts. A lot of people may not be well versed in stock, but uh, you look at the stock charts and see how the company's trending. If it's trending down look at the news and see there might be some layoffs coming or there could be some things happening. And uh, be ready to change jobs. You know, take on new careers, take on new functions. A lot of people get this uh, notion of being very, very fearful about taking on new things and put you out of your comfort zone, put you in a lot of uncertainty. But the key is to really look at, you know, taking on new skill sets to improve yourself. Uh, and don't wait for your employer to make that decision for you. And save money. Uh, to me, that's one of the biggest things right now. So many people do not plan for that rainy day or for that uh, you know, life situation that happens. And right now, 76% uh, of us in the United States are living paycheck to paycheck. So if you're going to have something where you, know, you lose a job or you might be you know, out, of, out of position or you're just not having your job, you got to be able to make a move and you got to have options. And you know, the money that you save gives you options. And it's something that you know, I tell a lot of my clients is you got to save and save. Uh, put away money for yourself. Uh, you know, right now, we like to live, I think, in the, the present time where we just want to spend. You know, it gives us that immediate satisfaction and uh, gratification. But at the end of the day, you really got to save you know, a certain amount of money put aside, whatever that percentage is for you, that will get you through at least a good six months of, of you know, your basic essentials of the cost of living. And this really softens the blow when you are let go from position. So uh, it's definitely tough out there, but these are some things that you can actually do. So again, the number right now is 347-989-0028.
Again, 347-989-0028, and we'll be right back in just a few moments. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. We are actually back after that short little break. Uh, again, today's show is brought to you by the uh, Crawl Light Oceanfront Grill. Uh, find the best crab cakes in the Outer Banks, and actually, in my opinion, I think on the, uh, the East Coast of the United States, maybe in fact anywhere, uh, the Crawl Light Oceanfront Grill is the only grill and only restaurant that's actually open uh, oceanfront. Uh, they're open year-round, and it's a wonderful place to actually dine with your family. They have upstairs seating and outside. You can have great views of the ocean and the beach, great views of the pool deck out here. Uh, it's a wonderful facility. Prices are very reasonable, and the food is delicious. Again, I recommend, highly recommend the crab cakes. Every time I come down here, I have a crab cake a day. So, again, this show is brought to you by the Oceanfront and Grill at the Crawl Lights Resort Complex. So, again, kind of getting back to um, where we were and talking about um, you know, business and careers, um, I think one of the essences, you know, unfortunately, as I said, you know, Doug Brindley was not able to be on today. But I think sort of the way their business handles things is, I think, a model for most most businesses to really handle themselves. Uh, you know, again, Brindley Beach had a fire. We were supposed to have Doug Brindley here today, but they had a fire a couple of days ago. And as soon as we got into town the next day, virtually, uh, the building is still smoldering and still burning. Um, they're asking, okay, what can we do to help people? What can we help our clients? And I told them, I said, I actually kind of felt guilty coming down here as you guys are dealing with this. And said, no, this is what we do. And their motto is service first, fun always. And I think, you know, if anybody is really interested in, in looking at this company from a standpoint of great customer service, uh, great ways to implement things, they're always posting a lot of things on their social media. You can find them at Outer Banks Brindley Beach or BrindleyBeach.com. That's B-R-I-N-D-L-E-Y. B-E-A-C-H dot com. Um, so again, if you want to call in and talk about uh, various career-related things, so it looks like we actually have a call. Somebody must have actually hung up. Uh, again, the number is 347-989-0028. And you might hear some hold music and then a short uh, break in the audio silence. So whoever that was, if you want to call back in, you can call back in at 347-989-0028. All right, as we're sitting here in the oceanfront complex, the uh, sun is actually now setting, uh, starting to get cooler. Hopefully, I won't have to change into another shirt. Uh, we actually just had a uh, little baby fox uh, run by here, so it kind of caused a little bit of a stir. Got a nice little crowd here out today. Um, the folks actually were talking a little bit about uh, you know coming down here, getting away from their careers a little bit, and being unhappy. Uh, so I know that's a, that's a big area for people, being unsatisfied and being unhappy in your careers. But I tell you, the, one of the biggest things is to do is is write a list of, of goals that you want to accomplish in your career, and that's a big start. Uh, you know, write down uh, a good five to six goals that you want to accomplish in your career, and that gives you a head start. I mean, most people really don't write various goals. They write a lot of the you know, employer goals, the year really reviews that you do. Uh, but one of the things that I do that really helps me is I write down a lot of uh, you know, various goals I want to achieve throughout the uh, throughout the year. So when I was, for example, working in call centers and customer service, one of my goals was to be the uh, in the top three uh, engaged uh, teams uh, in the credit card industry, and I was able to do that in in a couple different areas by you know, setting a specific goal and you know basically putting out the milestones that I needed to accomplish and meeting with the team and reviewing those goals. So I think that's Something individually you can actually do to really help yourself is set goals, 
and be very specific with them. A lot of us, you know, when we start to set goals, we get very generic and say, now I want to get more money or I want to have a great job. That really doesn't do much for you. That really doesn't excite you. It doesn't get you juiced up or pumped up. What that really does is it just says, hey, want a new job. Okay, we'll go out and get one then. You really got to be specific. So if you want a new job, you might want to say something like, I want to find a new career in nursing, or I want to find a new career in being a lawyer, or I want to get into real estate by and have a mile of else, and that'll definitely help get you uh, get you on your way. I think we actually have another caller here. So let's see if we can bring him on the line. Oops, actually it looks like they hung up. We might be having a problem with the um, the call in here uh, number because that's actually two calls that we actually had that looked like they just uh, they called in. We're trying to bring them on and hung up. So just give me a, about 30 seconds here, and I'll be right back and see if we can actually um, get this person online. Thank you. One. Two, one, two, three, four. All right. Thank you very much. We are back. Looks like we're having some technical difficulties here. I'm trying to get a hold of the uh, Blog Talk Radio team that actually helps us. Uh, we might be having a problem with folks calling in, but... Uh, don't deter yourself. Feel free to call in. Uh, if you're on the Blog Talk Radio site and you're listening in, you can post a comment in the episode feed and we'll be able to answer or you can go to my social media page as well and uh, you'll be able to um, to post comments there. And We're happy to actually read them online and, and help you get through any which way you can. So getting back to uh, another area I think that most folks really uh, in their career um, have issues with is people. You know, when you're in your career, um, there's certain people that drive you nuts. You know, you get the person that you feel that's constantly um, up your rear end. You know, it could be a manager, it could be a coworker, or it could be somebody that's just really very annoying, somebody who really just, uh, you know, just drives you nuts. Um, and it's interesting because so many people deal with these things so many different ways. You know, we, we kind of go behind their backs and talk to other employers about how this person is treating us or treating the team or how lazy they are or how they're having a problem. Uh, and it's, it's interesting, as I talk to people and as I coach people, one of the first things they ask them is, well, have you talked to them? And a lot of people say no. They don't talk to the person or they don't have any dialogue to find out what's going on. So I think anytime you're having a real challenge in a relationship, especially with your boss, and you just kind of go through the motions, it's not good. But be the better person and actually start the communication. I've had very challenging relationships with various bosses, and there are times where you just want to get up and quit, and a lot of people think, oh, you know, I'm just not going to go to work today, it's Monday again, I, I hate my job, I hate my work, my boss is a pain in the ass, or, you know, my colleague just doesn't do any work. Be the better person, actually sit down with them and start a dialogue. You know, go for a quick cup of coffee, get out of the office if you can, take the person out to lunch. I mean, there's been times where I've had a colleague or coworker that um, has not been doing their job or not performing well, and I've actually been a um, better person that's actually tried to help them, and what I've actually done is taken them out to lunch or as I said, go out to coffee and, and find out what's going on because it's something certainly as a better person you can do and you can help and it makes for a better environment. And I think that's a, that's a big thing in today's you know uh, world, especially in the job market, where you know, people are having problems with communication, simple you know dialogue and communication where you just get so extremely frustrated, you take it home, you're frustrated, you come back the next day and you're still dealing with the same frustrating things. So you know in instances where you have problems with the boss. Um, I address it firsthand. You know, I sit down with my boss and say, hey, we're having a problem here. Let's, I need some time. Let's sit down and talk through this. 
And it's very difficult to do that. You know, it's very difficult to say, hey, we're having a problem here because you get nervous, you feel sweaty, you feel like, oh my gosh, am I doing the right thing? Am I going to get fired? But, but chances are, if you actually do sit down and start that dialogue, your boss is going to say, hey, what can I do to help? And if not, may not be the right boss. And you'll find that out through the dialogue and through the conversation. And I've had situations where, you know, I've, I've had multiple bad bosses and, you know, a situation where it just wasn't working and I had a conversation saying the same thing. Hey, we're having a problem here. You know, I feel like we're not communicating well. Here's what I'm seeing. What are you feeling? And the boss is still very arrogant. And, you know, when you go through that conversation and, and you get through the dialogue and you can say, okay, this person's still very arrogant and it's a problem, may not be the best position or best fit for me. So you start looking elsewhere. But in most cases, it might just be something simple where you just sit down and say, hey, we're not a problem here. You know, why, you know, why did you send me this email? Or, uh, you know, that's, I think, one of the biggest things right now is we, we like to uh, email blast people or, you know, we send email back in caps or anything saying, hey, I got that or I did this or I, I got that information. That's not right. So, again, I think simple communication by breaking down the conversation, you being the first to do that icebreaker, initiate things, will definitely really help. It's, it's helped me in various ways, and, and I'm always able to help in um, you know, if you have specific things, especially, I think, in a situation where somebody needs more money or a raise. You know, that's one of the hardest questions to ask a boss is, you know, I'd like a raise or I'd like to get more money. I can certainly help with those things if uh, you need some one-on-one coaching or you just want to simply talk. You can get a hold of me in various different ways. I'm, I'm happy to help. So right now we are actually getting close to uh, ending the show. We have a 30-minute show uh, every week. Uh, this has been our second week, so I wanted to take up some time to uh, to wrap up. Unfortunately, this has had to be a little bit of an ad hoc show today uh, since the, uh, the tragedy occurred, but hopefully you've kind of enjoyed this show and you're starting to see what we're actually doing in this show. And I think as we continue to move forward here, you'll see a larger audience grow. Uh, you'll start to see um, a lot of good things happen. And again, this is something where you can simply call in, talk to me, anonymously or you give me your name and we can talk about how we can solve a communication problem at work, how to solve a career-related problem. Maybe you're not happy in your job and you want to actually get somewhere else. I can certainly help uh, help you with that. Uh, And I think as we continue, we're going to look at getting some great guests. Uh, We've got some some really good lineups coming up soon. Um, We've got a great friend of mine and actually one of my uh, fitness coaches, Nick Primavera, who uh, we're going to be talking this week about getting him on the show in a few weeks. Uh, We've got a various other folks that we want to bring in the field. Uh, hopefully we'll have some more real estate folks. Uh, we've done hospitality last week with Sherm Porter, and it was, again, a very well-received show. And Sherm's actually very interested in coming back on the show in a few weeks as well and talking about things. So we also have uh, folks that we're going to look into the nursing field as well as lawyers and even financial people. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a great uh, great ride, and I think we're just at the very, um, very beginning here. Um, so... As we get ready to set off here, and actually the sun is actually completely setting, so I think we're going to sign off here in just a few moments since we're having some, some challenges with the uh, the call-in. Uh, but again, feel free to leave any comments in the show, and feel free to pass this information along to your friends. Um, but it's been another great show, and I really thank you all for um, for listening in. Uh, looks like we've got another, uh, another good crowd here. Uh, right now it looks like about 130, 140 people are actually listening. Um, which is good, and we've actually promoted the show a little bit, which is awesome. Uh, so again, thank you to the Oceanfront Grill and Crawl Light uh, Community Association for letting us uh, broadcast here live today. Um, and again, we'll be back at a regular time next week at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern next Monday night. You can find me at Facebook at facebook.com, Joe Wu fan page, Twitter at Joe Rychowski, that's J-O-E-R-Y-C-H-A-L-S-K-Y. 
Google Plus is joewu.com. I'm also on YouTube as well. There's some great videos and things out there at the Joe Wu channel. And again, the website is actually coming along very well. I just met with our uh, web designer, and he's actually interested as well as being a guest uh, and actually being a co-host as well. He's got a lot of good thoughts uh, in IT industry, so we're probably going to bring him on pretty soon as well. But uh, he's a really good guy, and the uh, site hopefully should be up in the next couple weeks. So it's going to be very exciting to see where all this goes, and I think we're just really getting this thing going. So again, thank you all very much for joining us tonight. It's been a wonderful half hour here live at the beach, and we will definitely see you next week. Thank you again. One, two, one, two, three, four.